to Ready, Set, Scale, a podcast that focuses on how to buy, sell, and use technology solutions in different markets. I'm your host, Shannon Tomlinson, Senior Director of Marketing here at ScanSource. On this episode, we'll delve into how modernizing communications strengthens productivity from anywhere and the solutions your customers need to deliver exceptional experiences and increase productivity for their employees. Individuals and teams can perform their job duties from anywhere with the right technology. For example, doctors can help patients through telemedicine and customer service representatives can resolve e-commerce and retail problems virtually. Several studies, including one from Stanford Business, found that productivity by employees who worked from home increased by as much as 22%. Not to mention companies can reduce some facility costs and hire talented workers from anywhere. However, there's one key component to the success of productivity anywhere for all companies of all sizes, communication. Without giving workers the ability to effectively brainstorm and problem solve and collaborate with colleagues and customers, organizations won't enjoy the same success as those who have modernized their communications. To help us all better understand what this means to our partners in practically every market, we're joined by subject matter experts, Ray Nelson, Intellis's Senior Vice President of Technical Sales and Services, and Kyle DeWitt, ScanSource Vice President of Technical Services. Ray, I'm going to start with you. How do you define or speak to partners today about modern communications? Thanks, Shannon. And what I want to start out with is maybe get a little bit, what's changed? If we look back before COVID, the way that the communications occurred is most people were in a conference room, right? Everybody was in the office. And so everybody was in that one conference room. And maybe you had one or two people, a couple of people remote. Maybe if you were advanced at that time, you had remote offices globally or whatever, or even domestically. And you were bringing them in. But most of the time, that was probably just voice communications, right? You had that the device in the middle of the table, be whatever manufacturer that might be. And, you know, that was your conference call that you did all the time. Well, now all of that's changed. Now you might have only a couple of people in a conference room and you have a lot of people remote. They might be at home. They might be in other offices. They might be also in the building, but a different conference room. We've seen this communications being distributed now. We might even have some of these people on remote cell phones, right? And so we need to optimize for all of that. And then there's one other thing I just want to add, and then probably, Kyle, why don't you kick in with your view as well? But one of the other things is we've seen a huge shift from just that voice communications to now it's video communications or truly collaboration. And in that design, there's a lot of things you've got to build in and architect to be able to make sure all of this works right. Kyle, your thoughts? Yeah, I think as we've shifted the workforce away from the office, what we've now seen, we've been in this remote work or productivity anywhere environment for a few years now, is we've been remote long enough to appreciate what the technology was that we needed to be remote versus now what we need to actually be successful 
working remotely. So there was a very quick transition to working remote years ago. And we're all sick of talking about the 19s and the 20s and what it took to get our workforces stood up then. But let's face it, when we did that, we were Frankensteining IT solutions together. We were asking employees, well, what do you have at home? What's your network at home? What's your security at home? What devices do you already have? What can I send with you, et cetera? And that was really just getting somebody up to where they could be productive. And now that we've been in this environment long enough, we're starting to see businesses, including our end customers, thinking about purpose-built technology. Okay, I did it long enough with my son's laptop. Now, Now I need something specific that I'm going to work from full time. I can't just use the embedded webcam on my laptop anymore. I need something that's more professional than that. I'm having professional conversations. So we're really seeing that that shift into driving away from consumer devices in the home or wherever the remote workforce is and starting to focus really on the purpose-built devices. The other trend that we're seeing is People are going back into the office. Sure, they're not being driven back into the office, but people are starting to go back into the office. And what they're doing is they're coming back in with a better appreciation of what the remote worker experience is. So I'm I'm one, I'm guilty. I've worked in the office for 20 some odd years. I was never a remote employee, has been a remote employee for a long time. I went home and I was like, oh my gosh, now I get it. Now I get what his experience was when you have a room full of people sitting there collaborating and you're the one on the other end of the camera and the other end of the microphone. So again, we're starting to see that transition as people come back into the office of building out rooms with that remote worker mentality first, instead of just focusing on who's in the room. Kyle, to your point, even myself, who was remote for probably the last 12, 15 years, my experience completely changed because my experience was literally just this headset. That's all I really needed. And I had a soft client. Sometimes I had a hard client, but I didn't have to worry about video. And then I think with some of that change with video, we had to optimize that entire experience. We had to cut down on all the noise that goes on. And people didn't always have, I was lucky because I was remote. And so I have an office because I knew I was remote. But many people were working in environments that had heat ducts that were making lots of noise or kids running around. How do you cut that down? All of that technology we had to bring forward to optimize experience. And the the technology that we're using at home now, we sort of take for granted things like noise cancellation, acoustic fences, et cetera. I'm in a room right now that there is no door over here. There's a main thoroughfare in my house. So teenagers and dogs travel through there all the time. So I have technology that keeps that noise from disrupting uh, my normal workday. And then if you flip it and look at the office space, again, as people are starting to come back into that office space, we're starting to see that businesses don't want to dedicate space to conference rooms anymore. They want them to be hybrid rooms. And we're really starting to see the adoption of things like carts and mobile collaboration or mobile communication systems where you can wheel the cart in and have your Teams meeting or your Zoom meeting or your Ring meeting, whatever it is, in that room and then wheel it out. And then it just becomes a a normal space again. So I think uh, this is Kyle's opinion, but I, I think the days of us talking about huddle rooms are past us. I think we've now moved on to hybrid workspaces, and it's all enabled with the collaboration devices. And I think one of you bring up a really important point, too, with the way that the workforce 
behaves now. You're not just remote. You're not just in the office. You're in both environments now. And so how do you design for that? I love is one of our suppliers actually has a whole process to be able to analyze the work environment. How many big conference rooms does a customer need? How many smaller, medium ones? How many, you, know, you say huddle rooms, but small little rooms do you need? And how many people are going to be remote? And how do you design for that? That's pretty interesting. And then there's a lot of other things that are being driven by this in the fact that now we have to worry about how do we integrate to other things. It's no longer just one single platform. Now all of this is being integrated into other things as well. Yeah, the days of us talking about communication as just dial tone and voicemail are long, long gone. And even small businesses now that they just, I just needed a phone, I need to pick it up, I need to make a phone call, like they're past that. So they're now integrating things like in the medical field, they're integrating EHR or EMR, they're integrating scheduling software into their communications platform. Uh, Shannon talked about medical visits at the beginning, telemedicine. So the days of just talking to somebody about speeds and feeds and does my phone ring and do I get voicemail? That's not collaboration. That's not communication. That's not even communication anymore, much less (laughs) collaboration. So yeah. And the other thing that we haven't necessarily talked about yet, but as people are coming back into the office, one of the big trends now is hot desking or hotel desking or whatever you want to talk, whatever you want to call it. But as the physical landscape gets smaller in commercial real estate and in businesses, more people are sharing desks. And so that really forces you to bring your own device back into the work environment, the same device that you then pack up and take home with you the next day to work from home. So that's your, whatever your audio device is, sometimes that's your video device. Uh, so these things are getting smaller. Everything's USB these days, which is great because it's uh, less installation concerns, easier to replace things. But that's where we're headed is a truly commuter friendly version of uh, collaboration. Yeah. And you talk about that. It's if you don't design that correctly, right? If you don't design that office, that hot desking office and correctly, what you're going to start having is employees who don't want to come to the office. Yeah. Now they're just remote. And and I truly believe, and I've read several different articles about how much more productive we can be when people get together. They don't have to be in the office all the time, but they need to be there at times together. And if you don't create an environment that they want to be there, that they have the same level of technology there that they have at home, they're not going to want to go there. And so you bring up a great point, Kyle, of that hot desking and making that environment optimized, right? Yeah, and one of the last, I guess, one of the last office-based things, but I really miss a whiteboard. Digital whiteboard is a thing, but I always thought, I don't need that. I've got cameras and I've got a physical whiteboard and my whole pocket full of Expo markers. As a full-time remote employee now, I really miss that collaboration environment where I could sit there and draw something out on the board. So anyway, there's a bunch of trends happening now as people re-enter the office, as the remote workforce becomes established and ingrained and it's part of it. Uh, we haven't even talked about uh, talent recruitment, but that to me, this is there's nothing but positive here. The business is taking a remote first approach to employment, casts a much wider net for talent acquisition applications where you which uh, ponds you can fish at, however you want to talk about it. 
I want to go back to your point of the, the, the whiteboard, right? Because that really brings up a very another important point of modern communications is, you know, we've been talking about voice and video, our conversation part of everything. But the reality is we're seeing many and almost most organizations also leveraging some form of a collaboration platform. And most of the time, those are integrated as one solution, right? And what I mean by collaboration, we're talking about the ability to be able to send messages back and forth, right? Um, you know, texting capability that's integrated with a voice and video, which is integrated to that digital whiteboard, right? So we can share information. We can easily share files back and forth. You know, that's all part of modern communications. And, you know, I think a couple people were using that in the past, but now it's almost de facto standard. You have to have it, right? And then there's also the integration to so many other things, right? And, you know, going to sort of jump into this at the Intellisys world, we've always driven on cloud-based systems, right? And so now with the workforce being distributed, we're seeing that really kicking up and, and having even more steam because now what's going on, you're seeing things such as desktop as a service and VDI, you know, customers looking at trying to engage on these type of platforms and making sure that the communications collaborations platforms are able to run on them right? And now they're starting to roll those out that can support that, right? So, because again, you, your worker might be working anywhere. They might be working home, they might be the office, and they got to pick up that laptop and have all the same things, or maybe the desktop computer they're coming to, they can log in and get to that, right? And so, and the reality, the other thing that's going on is that cloud the cloud platforms themselves for compute are now almost all of them are moving to the cloud environment. The, the days of a premise-based compute is, is almost gone. We might be moving them to a co-location facility because now everybody's everywhere. So you need to make sure you have the, the, the quickest connectivity to that. And that could be in a public hyperscaler or it could be in a private cloud or even in co-location. But there you have giant pipes into it so we can easily. And then we're connecting the corporate offices to those with high bandwidth, right? And the larger your footprint gets, the more uh, subject you are to bad actors and security threats and et cetera. So yeah, so this transition from, you name it, X as a service, this transition from prem to cloud is not new, but the last couple of years have certainly accelerated it. As you mentioned, it's the, the best way, most efficient way, most cost-effective way to enable a remote workforce. But now you you truly are enabling I said my son's laptop earlier. It's a real environment. It's a real example. Uh, but now I've got home devices on the same network that I do work on that uh, my corporate environment is connected to. And so there's all these things that we have to take into account, not only when we move things into the cloud, but when we start to connect that remote workforce back to our data center, wherever that is. So cybersecurity, obviously, right now is is a huge topic. Uh, you can't read any news uh, outlet without hearing about an attack or a ransom or any of those things. They're, the bad actors are out there and, and they are uh, multiplying in number like gremlins that ate after midnight. So this is a serious concern. And, and 
you know, we can sit here and talk about all the things that you can do to secure yourself. You know, you can train your users. This is how you look after, look for phishing attacks. I'll tell you, you know, the weakest link in your security chain is the user. So you've got to focus on training your users and educating your users on what not to click on, what if it looks wrong, it probably is wrong. Use your gut, all those kinds of things. But there's also some truly tactical technology-based solutions you can put in place to secure your users, despite whether or not they are educated enough not to click on certain things. So what I would advise our partners on is this is an environment, like I said, that it has high visibility. And if you don't feel like you're proficient enough or have the competency within your own business to go start a security practice or start a cybersecurity practice, then partner with somebody. Like partnering with somebody is better than doing nothing. And we've all seen the stories in the news where a technology provider comes into a building and installs their device and then they leave. Well, that device becomes the entry point for a cyber cyber attack. Like you have to know what threat risk you're introducing to a customer, especially when it's in a brownfield environment. Their network already exists and their infrastructure already exists and you're adding to it. So again, I would say partner if you don't have a practice. Build a practice if you can afford to do so and you want to invest in it because this isn't going anywhere. Cybersecurity is is an industry that is never going away. The internet is never going away. So this is a great place for you to start building competency. But like I said, if you're not ready for it, you don't have it in-house partner. Yeah, and, and I'll add, Kyle, you know, from the IntelliSys side, one of our biggest growth areas, we'll talk about CX at some point during this, uh, but the other part that we, and you bring up cybersecurity, the IntelliSys portfolio, we have a tremendous cybersecurity portfolio, everything from endpoint security to full perimeter scans to incident response, you name it. And we're finding many customers are leveraging third parties through our portfolio because of the fact, just what you bring up, it, most people don't have that skill set. There's a shortfall of security professionals. And what you don't want to do is just implement something and then forget about it, right? And a lot of the times it's even integrating these solutions, these cybersecurity solutions into these applications, making sure that everything that gets done is is being monitored right and so the platforms that we have out there and the suppliers that we have in the portfolio can take care of everything for you because the reality is most businesses just can't find that person to take care of it themselves right and you want to do it correctly cybersecurity is definitely a very very hot point in modern communications with that whole shift of people being everywhere Great points. That is exactly right. I wanted to make sure we hit on cybersecurity. There's also another point that I want to make sure that we hit on and that we talk about. I mean, we've talked about the devices and the services and the needs, but there's also the network, that infrastructure that has to always be on and ready. So can we talk a little bit about that? So Kyle, you want to start with that one? The big trends, again, not new today, but more relevant today than any than any time previously or 5G and Wi-Fi 6. Both of those two bits of technology, those those standards uh, were developed with one thing, in, or I guess two things in mind. One being uh, the amount of devices bandwidth. So this is, this is just a coverage thing. So um, previous networks 
can just simply become saturated with device and device traffic. Security is the second thing. That's the, I backtracked a little bit. We're like, eh, it's one, but it's two. It's the number of devices on a network as well as security. So we're starting to see more and more businesses adopt Wi-Fi 6 within their infrastructure. So anybody that's got access points that support the new standards, they're deploying that. If the, if the access points don't uh, support the new standards, they're ripping and replacing. They're dropping in uh, new access points uh, to increase coverage. Uh, 5G is a backup um, on site is another big trend that we're starting to see. Again, Shannon said use the phrase always on. With a remote workforce, you have to be always on. Your, your remote staff has to have access to data, has, has, has to have access to systems. We can afford to fail over on voice because everybody carries a cell phone. And if something drops there, you can just pick up your cell phone and dial it. But if you lose access to data, you lose access to your security protocols, all those things. And that's where your risk comes in. So those are two big trends that we're seeing technology being adopted for. Uh, lots of people like to talk about IoT and IoT's driving uh, 5G. Hey, hey Kyle, before yep. you get into the IoT, I want to add to the networking because networking is in the scan source IntelliSys world, networking is looked at two different ways a little bit, right? One, you know, from the scan source is what you talked about, right? A lot of the wireless uh, capabilities, but also what we've seen with modern communications and the modern workforce is that now we have to architect for high resilience, high redundancy, right? We're seeing SD-WAN and SASE. SASE is that security and SD-WAN sort of wrapped into one, right? We're seeing people architecting networks to be highly re resilient and highly redundant using those technologies. And what I mean by network, we're talking the connectivity that connects locations together, right? It could be that connectivity from your main office to that cloud environment. It might just be, you know, connectivity getting to that cloud environment, right? Or even between the locations. But because when you go in that office, now we have all that video traffic and we have all of that voice traffic. And gosh, you know, so many people were surprised that when they started doing conference calls, these big corporate conference calls, they didn't have the bandwidth they needed because of the way people were set up. So now you saw a lot of people coming in and optimizing that, and taking a look at that, right? So that's the other part of networking that I think is really important. Yeah, SD-WAN as a technology segment is booming. Again, the more remote locations you have, even if that location is a home uh, or it's a satellite office or it's a Starbucks, whatever, you should pick your own example securing the devices and managing the devices that are connected to the network there are critical. And, you know, it wasn't that long ago that we were paying network admins to manually push policies to devices. And so SD-WAN takes care of all of that now. You can, you can develop global policies that any device that connects into the network get here or, or uh, is pushed down the security policies to it. And it's freeing up your network admins to really focus on the, the landscape of their network, the, the breadth of the network and not the specific devices connected to it. So that's, yeah, and that's where I was going with the IoT thing was just sort of steering it away from, I don't know if IoT is as mystical of a term as it used to be, but you go into any industry and somebody's adopting it, you know, medical, medical fields have adopted IOMT, the, the internet of medical, medical things. 
it doesn't matter. Wearables, your Nest thermostat at home, your smart device at your home, all of those things are things on the internet. So IoT exists within your home. I could swing an arm around here and hit five or six devices just in the room I'm sitting in uh, that are on my network at home. And again, I go back to that point of I'm conducting business on this same network that is also constantly pushing uh, temperature readings from my smart thermometer up to somewhere in the cloud. So don't get hung up necessarily on IoT being the driver for things like Wi- Wi-Fi 6 and 5G. Um, every one of your remote workers is introducing dozens of devices to your uh, threat vector, the attack vector for uh, for your network. And that's interesting too, because with all of those devices, all of those things out there, um, we've seen a huge interest around what I'll call expense or asset management. There's just so many devices. There's so ne- so much connectivity. It used to be maybe you just had an MPLS network connecting things. Now you might have in certain locations you might have that you know that that cellular wife uh, wireless backup, right? You might have multiple connectivity. So we're seeing expense management going around telecom. All of the circuits that you have, how to manage that, somebody doing that for you, cellular. We're seeing a lot of people looking at just asset tracking. You have all of these IoT devices. When do they need to be updated? When do they need to, when do their, are there contracts on them? When do they expire? What's that maintenance, right? So all of that asset tracking, we're seeing all of that expense management also going into cloud, right? Because so much, you talk, we talked about this at, you know, it's sort of, we we shifted remote and we shifted all of this stuff to these new environments. And now what we're seeing a lot of businesses taking time now to sit there and say, all right, how much cloud spend do I have? We spun up all of these servers. We started creating all of this storage out there. We gave all employees this storage. Can we optimize that? How much are we spending? Can we take some of this back maybe? Do we need all of this? And so that expense management is definitely something that has been driven by IoT or the the term IoT, right? So Yeah, and, and every remote worker's got their own personal cable fiber you name it internet connection at home and they're looking for reimbursement from their employer for that expense well it used to be that there was only the small portion of remote workers that had that type of expense or cell phone expense or whatever well now everybody has it so it's even more important now to have something in place to consolidate all that expense all that spending into one place that your financial teams can see I would say on top of that, uh, we haven't really, I don't think we've said the the acronym MDM yet, but it falls into that same category of mobile device management. Where are your devices? What firmware, software, you name it, version is running on them? I mentioned it when we were talking about SD-WAN, just about pushing policies down, but deploying devices initially, MDM applications can now help your IT organizations deploy things at the edge or deploy devices within their corporate infrastructure or their remote workers infrastructure and in a very hands-off method. So uh, between that and some of the services that we offer and our partners offer for pre-configuring devices, shipping devices out that are ready to go, once they're powered on, you just need smart hands to deploy them. That's really taking off. Again, that's all about getting things deployed faster and lowering costs. So MDM is another great place for our partners to start looking when they start to see 
or start to look at how their customers are modernizing their communications systems. And Kyle, this this might be a little bit of a shameless plug for uh, for our professional services team, but you sort of bring up the point of, you know, sometimes you need feet on the street. Sometimes you need a third party to be able to help you to, to analyze all of this stuff. We, we have a professional services team that can help out when you don't have the skill set on a particular technology and you want to get into it, right? Or, you know, even from a geographic perspective, you don't have feet on the street to be able to cover something. Our team can help out there. Or maybe you're not even certified on something. And from a technology side, we've just had a great deployment where we're actually analyzing all of these communications platforms to be able to see uh, one customer's communications platforms. There's multiple things, and now they're trying to combine that into one platform. Our team is, is helping out being able to do the reporting and analyzing that stuff, right? And so all of these devices, is just a plethora of things out there, and there's no way that any organization can can know all of that stuff. So we have, you know, from the IntelliSys side, we have a lot of partners who might be able to do something that you're not skilled on as a scan source partner, or you always can tap into a pro serve and then build that practice, right? Yep. Wow. That's a lot. That's <laughs> a lot that that you guys are looking at holistically. So I hope our partners that are listening today, I hope you're seeing that, that we're not just looking at things from a hardware or connectivity, just from one angle. We'd like to give a big thank you to Kyle DeWitt and Ray Nelson for participating in our discussion about modern communications and productivity from anywhere. And as always, we'd like to give a special thank you to our sponsoring suppliers, Cisco, Zebra, Datalogic, Honeywell, and Polly for making this podcast possible. We hope the listeners of Ready, Set, Scale podcast gained some valuable insight on how modernizing their communications makes productivity from anywhere possible. Are you fully equipped? If you have questions, our team at ScanSource is always happy to help. Feel free to reach out to your ScanSource representative if you're interested in exploring new opportunities in this or any market, our team of experts are always ready and willing and happy to evaluate the solutions and help you find new ways to grow your business. For more market trends and tech topics, download ScanSource Discover Opportunity app. It's available on the App Store today. Do you have a business question you've always wanted answered but haven't had the opportunity to ask? If the answer is yes, please visit us at scansource.com slash RSS question and submit it. It could be featured on the next episode. Also, be sure to stay in touch and follow ScanSource on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram for industry-related content as well as what's happening. Until next time, remember to thank ScanSource for all your technology needs.